0: This is an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Ask Brothers Rank. Download all our content on SoundCloud, iTunes and Spotify. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Enjoy. Welcome to this, an Ask Brothers rankcast An Ask Bros OG. And Toby, we're, uh, we're back we're in the, the, the driver's seat of this this, you know, this, this post game podcast that you and I do and it's sort of becoming a bit of a, a, a reoccurring event now, isn't it? A reoccurring thing that we sit here after a, a lackluster arsenal loss and try and convince ourselves that we're going to take some kind of like higher view, thirty thousand foot view of the club and the game and and not get caught up in all of the the ranting and the shit.
1: Was that a question, or just well, a statement?
0: You know, well, we're here in a we're here in a room, you know, talking to
1: each other. Yes, no, no. Apologies, apologies. Yeah, it's um, you know, I don't tend to be completely fucking knee-jerky. I I dislike certain players in certain situations sometimes, but um, with the game. You know, even though the post and the crossbar and Leno to some extent seem to be our best friends, um, I also thought we had an opportunity to um to snatch it and we actually so- showed some um some um minerals and resilience and, and a bit of gut. So let me package that and say there is some silver lining to a pretty dire performance again, but I'm quite happy to thank you, mate. I'm quite happy to go down a bit of a, a discussion on, on what's wrong and what, what went wrong in the game. But I just want to put that out there before we begin that it ain't all bad, you know. We weren't ever miraculously going to become this amazing club. Just things have stalled for some some reasons and we can go into that. Yeah, um, well,
0: we'll, we'll, well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that because I think you've got two different types of of sort of reactions to this at the moment. I think you've got the I actually never thought that much was going to change I me. Mean, for me, I predicted it for a one-all and said in our group chat that I expected us to go a goal down getting hit on the break after having wadges of pointless possession um, mm. because that's what we've done all year. So, mm. you know, you've got that side of thought and then you've got this other this other train of thought, this other side of thought at the moment that is, you know, that the world is coming down and everything is shit and nuts, head are out, and we are going to dig into some of that stuff as, as we go because it's important it's important that we that we cross some of that stuff off the list mm. but just before we keep going i'd like everyone to look at the bottom of the screen because there's a banner there and it says mike is a cunt and that's cuz mike on his show put up that i was a cunt because on someone else's show we put up that toby was a cunt so apparently this has started a war of who is the cunt of the week and uh, scunny mike from the friday R's show this week you are the cunt of the week my friend mm. you are the cunt of the week, and and that actually also,
1: comes that actually comes back down to me because I didn't know how to do it. So I, before the show that I facilitated the monthly pod, the most recent one, I specifically requested to Scunny Mike if he could put Max's a cunt banner on the bottom. See now,
0: but you've uh, been the and he obliged, and you've been the cunt he, of the week, the of the week for like two years straight, though Toby. So it's about time someone else got called a cunt. Also, I found out the other day, did you know that when you are trying to monetize videos over Facebook and YouTube, that pretty much as soon as you say cunt, you don't earn any money anymore? So I've realized, Toby, that is us fucked for ever earning any money because apparently even fuck is bad. So fuck the cunts, not here you for know the what cash. I say, fuck anyway.
1: you and fuck Zuckerberg and fuck <laughs> censorship and eat a fucking dick. We'll be yeah. how we want to be and we'll keep it real.
0: Knock, knock. Can be poor Who's there? In the
1: process. Fuck
0: off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Toby, into the game. I guess we should start at the start because um, that's the start. Um, mm. Major changes that people wanted to see. Pierre Enrico Bamiang played through the middle. Check. Alexander Lacazette dropped. Check. Joe Willock into the team. Check. Arsenal into a pure. Back four with Kieran Tierney played at left-back. Check. You and I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. We put a few things out on Twitter and we've spoken to a few people about the idea that changing the formation because Mikel Arteta's formation was already so fluid that we were really already kind of playing in a 4-3-3 anyway. We are playing in a very, very fluid formation. So the idea of actually changing it it didn't really make you and I think that massive, like, wads of change would would instantly happen because we'd gone from a two, five, two, one to a four, three, three. Because if we were still going to defend with seven at the back without the ball, it wouldn't make a fucking difference anyway. And pretty much, Toby, I hate to say a totus so just to, for another Trailer Park Boys reference. If anyone doesn't watch Trailer Park Boys, you're not going to understand a lot of mine and Toby's jokes, but a totus so Toby, that. Changing the formation wouldn't make a huge difference to the Arsenal Football Club. And we really saw what was a very similar performance to what we've seen in other games. Definitely. And, and, and you can uh,
1: either agree with me or disagree with me, but I actually thought it was a... Xhaka was dropping back into the centre of a back three a lot of the time as well and leaving Willock and Ceballos in a two. So I think in terms of that fluidity, we were still doing that. I thought Tierney and Bellerin both had um, really good games for me and I I can see them improving and improving improving us, you know, both of them playing in their natural positions. Um, But you're right. I mean, the the fluidity doesn't really change that much. And then it also exposes players who ain't that good in the first place in certain aspects of the game. (laughs) Bamian! So um yeah we, we have to have a look at um, we have to have a look at those things as well.
0: Um however Toby first sort of five ten minutes of the game, the first three touches that Willie Ann had, I wrote down, all three of them were a touch, a turn, and a burst forward. And I got the impression of the game, I was like, wow. Mm. Yeah, I was like, wow, the, these guys have had a kick up the ass. These guys have, 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 have come out here to play, and it just dissipated incredibly quickly, Toby. It dissipated into a lot of what we had already seen, which is the midfield being emptied. It dissipated into a lot of what we'd seen with uh, the Arsenal players seemingly getting very, very worried about actually producing a tackle. I mean, the backing off uh, without – literally every time Leeds got on the ball, Xhaka just went in and made part of the back six, just made three centre-backs across the the back with – essentially but that, everyone but back that's there that's the
1: conservatism of our play that's the conservatism no i know this is but this is, of, this, yeah. is get, this is
0: what i'm getting this is what i'm getting at Toby, is that even with those so-called attacking changes and bringing joe willick into the team and playing a 10 and Obamiang through the middle and and in essence we did remove a defender for an attacker a defender was removed to make way for joe willick and as far as uh, us producing more shots more shots on target We still only produced two shots on target for the game. Not really. It was like 50
1: fucking ninth minute before we got one on target. That's what I'm
0: fucking saying. Are you listening Uh to me or have you got shit in your ears today? Which one is it? Definitely shit in your ears. Anyway, what I was saying was, if you would like to listen to me for a moment, Toby, is that despite people believing that these moves would make us an attacking force that that we would somehow come out and start firing and that Pepe would deliver us all of this go-forward, the same issue remained. And the same issue remained that we had a massive disconnection between the midfield and the front lot. A lot has been said about the really, really poor performances. Ann completely fell out of the game. Pepe will go into him later, but did look lively for the first 15 minutes. And once again, Arsenal produce. I think it was four shots in the game, two shots on target uh, one of them a very weak effort from Obamiang and one that that Saka maybe should have taken. But despite all of these changes, Toby, and removing the defender to bring in the attacker, the problems remain, the passiveness remains, and the backpedalling, the running away from midfielders driving at you to form this, this back six or back seven still remains. And I guess the thing that I'm, I'm interested in, In today, having been on Twitter and having looked at everything and having looked at what everyone said and and had long conversations with people, Toby, surely Arteta isn't, this isn't his game plan. Surely this isn't Arteta saying everyone bail back into the box. This must be one of two things. Either a complete loss of confidence within the team defensively, uh, reminiscent of the end of the Unai Emery era where it felt like they were so afraid of losing that they just went completely passive or it's the opposite argument to that. And it's that this is being heavily coached now that we are, we are over coached, over-structured, over-thought. Or I guess the only other part to that could possibly be that it's a sabayos midfield too, and that doesn't really work. And we know it doesn't work. So I mean, again, I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there. Well, I didn't actually them. make a statement. No, no you I didn't, didn't. actually you say made, which you one. You made was which. a
1: series of fucking statements without asking a question, but I'll try and sift through it. I disagree with you in, in the finger at the midfield because the front three, they don't fucking move. They don't create any space. They don't alternate positions. They don't make runs. They don't put pressure by changing what a defender is set up to know about us. Okay? So I guess. Willock was tasked with having a bit more of a, a free roll, okay? And he did a good job running, but he was fucking rusty, all right? So a lot of the, the, the touches didn't come off. A lot of the passes didn't come off. A lot of the things broke down. There was sloppy passes that we hadn't seen for a long time from Rob Holding, sloppy passes, Gabrielle, sloppy passes. There was just turnovers consistently, you know mm-hmm. your your pepe's your your Jacques was playing so deep that he was effectively a center back for me all the pressure was on subiós to make something happen and i actually thought he was our best player you know uh, you know maybe up until pepe went off my issue instead of constantly focusing on the midfield the midfield's job is to defend and contain and find attacking passes where those attacking threes have stressed the defender and pulled them out of position. This isn't happening. All right. And coming back to your other point among your many, many points will be the fact that Willian, so we made some attacking changes, but we still didn't make all the attacking changes because Saka was dropped to the bench. Whether that was tiredness from the international break, I don't know, but there was still conservatism with playing fucking fuzzy haired, fuzzy wuzzy cocksucker on the left who does fuck all for us and is there to hold our defensive shape. You know, he's there on our own box back there, you know, playing with Tierney more than he is affecting anything in the front three or or linking up with Aubameyang or Willock further up top. So for me, there's this big movement issue which is a desire issue Um, and then on the other side of things with Pepe is he's not getting the ball high enough up the pitch so he's receiving it really really deep and under under stress from a whole bunch of defenders and then trying to cut in and cut across so there's yes we are conservative but yes we're not conceding we've actually got the stingiest Defense
0: in the league. Toby, we should have conceded. We don't have, today. We should have conceded before Pepe went off. So that's pure, That's pure oh. fucking. That's pure fucking luck. If you're going to go down that path of of saying in this particular game we gave up attacking mode for defensive mode, I'm not we saying we gave apart. it up. All right,
1: but what I'm what I'm saying is, and all of those post hits and and Leno um, saves. That was after we would. We were after defending our own box because we were a player down.
0: No, so, but they still gave us problems after the first. Well, they five did, but they're, they're, they're a good fucking the team.
1: They they just don't I have the end product.
0: Why you? Sh- I don't understand why you're yelling at me. I'm no, making no, no, broad just, statements, Toby. What I don't
1: like is when we finish a game and we react and then everything changes and then these players aren't good enough and you know this is shit i'm just i'm just trying to have a a, a more of a uh, an overarching perspective
0: on things we i am shit, also but i am also interested in having an overarching perspective but what i'm not interested in is fully absolving players that aren't playing well and or well, what are you all fully, absol- we have? fully ab- listen fucking or fully absolving the coach for not putting the team out the right way or fully absolving the coach for not being able to get them motivated. That's kind of the space I'm living in. I don't think that it's one problem, Toby. I don't think that there's one issue here. I don't think it's specifically a midfield problem. I don't think it's specifically attacking problem. I don't think it's specifically a Mikel Arteta coaching problem. I think there are huge fucking issues going on in this club behind the scenes and that's being played out on the pitch. I put up a tweet that said teams that connect off the pitch connect on the pitch, and none of those players look like they're connecting on the pitch. I'm really fearful that there is factionality at the club right now. I'm fearful that you've got a senior playing group who either aren't doing what they're told or don't like what the rest of the team is being told to do, and then you've got a group of players who seem to be very willing willing to see out what the manager wants them to do and are putting in shifts, but they're not the stardust players who are actually going to go and win you games. So there's this huge fucking imbalance in the club at the moment, and I'm really worried that at some level, and I hate using terms like lost the dressing room, but I'm really worried at some level that this is starting to reek of the end of Unai Emery. This is in a reek of that Baku team. The that same sort team. is the same down, fucking club. Down tools, same players, same clubs. You've still got Urzal's in the club stinking up the joint, putting up fucking tweets at halftime saying, "Yar Gunners, ya at halftime so that everyone in the world can just sit there and fucking tweet and be like, oh, we want you back in the team, Mesut. We want this. We want that. I guess you know. Well, I, I'm going to gonna say something you, really
1: pol- polarizing. I don't actually reckon Emery was as bad as we thought he is because no cunt can manage this team. They're not that. I don't good. think that's polarizing There's at all. Flaws. Toby. There's if flaws re- everywhere.
0: If you remember when we did, do you remember Manny did the the forgiving our sins, the Church of Ass Bros episode, and we all came in and we said what our our uh, sinful yeah, yeah. thoughts yep. were? Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but one of my sinful thoughts at the time was I said, I don't dislike Unai Emery as much as I dislike the players that made Unai look like shit. I didn't absolve him of being a a weak manager and not sticking to task, but it's the same fucking players. It's the same core group of players. We've even gone and added more players like that group of players who let Unai down. We added more of them. You know, we dragged in Willians and more guys like this. And I'm looking at it, and Mm. there has to be a factionality within this club. There has to be a point at which what the he's going mental on the sideline. I don't know if you saw Ted, but he was going mental on the sideline. That's not what he put them out to do. Mm. So what is it, Toby? Is it chicken or the egg? Because you've got two types of Arsenal fans right now who are like, the team's being put out like shit. It's not making it work for them. The other side is saying the players are fucking shit. And I'm like... Is it neither, and is it the environment with which they're trying to play the football in? What's going on behind the scenes is mm. causing just this this disconnect everywhere. Because can you've we got to admit, Toby? There are players out there not putting in shifts, including our captain, and that's another lazy performance from him. He regardless. shouldn't, he shouldn't
1: be our runs, captain. He's never
0: didn't captain. Didn't hold material. up. And again, after the game, Toby, this is the third time I've mm. seen this this season. Again after the game, the whistle blows and he's laughing and hugging people. Meanwhile, Kieran Tierney's trying to fucking punch on with the guy who lost us the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and that, whilst it's really good having happy and positive people in a team or a dressing room, you really need leaders and fiery leaders as well stop being negative, Tezza. Max. You'll get Tezza,
0: smashed. stop it. Be- Tezza um, from the clock end. Stop being negative, Max. He's going to smash me. Well, there's not much to be fucking positive about, Tez, to be honest. So we're going to go down this rabbit hole until Arsenal gives us a reason not to. Uh, but yeah, go but, on, Toby.
1: But you're, there are certain people who are actual leaders, actual captains, actual managers, all of that type of mould. Now, Aubameyang was selected because he seemed to be – pressure-proof, he seemed to be happy and he had a good connection with players. Since he's actually got his feet under the table as the club captain, we've gone fairly downhill. I'd like to caveat the couple of games towards the end of the cup final, but we don't have anyone who's showing any leadership on the pitch.
0: Yeah, except for Tierney and No, 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 no,
1: no. Those players are too young to be considered captain material. All right. And that's that's a reason why you've got someone like a granite jacker who might not get near the first team that much anymore, but who will remain club captain or a pseudo club captain because he's the one setting those standards for training that, you know, and and in terms of carrying out the manager's orders that a manager will always go to. All right. We – now, in terms of, like, factions off the pitch, we have no fucking idea of this stuff. We have – No, it's and, all I, and I, never said, all... I
0: never said I did. I never okay. said I did. I said this is, saying, this is what I'm feeling. This finish. is what I'm feeling is happening.
1: Sure, sure. No worries. It's hearsay and conjecture, and when we start winning again, there will be a better environment. There will be a better perspective. There will be a better – Uh, team mentality communication there'll be better combinations of players like all of this stuff this is just a period I believe where we've focused so much on fixing up our leaky defense which is our biggest problem that we haven't focused enough on our attacking play anymore the form has dropped and in the Premier League, when you're playing three or four competitions, you don't actually have time to do that much changing, you know, in terms of the coaching. So, you know, and then we've got the player recruitment, you've got industry. I mean, mess at destroying the club internally. Once again, here's saying conjecture. The cunts getting nowhere near the fucking first team. It's dead. Let's yeah, stop fucking he talking about it. It should
0: be fucking banned from Twitter as well, though. Look, Toby, I'm not going to, I'm not like, I'm, look, I'm mm. all for the the kind of approach that you're taking at the moment. You know, I'm all for a bit more fucking zen and let's all take our socks off and walk through the garden and feel the green leaves between our toes and the morning. You're a dickhead, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I understand. I understand all of that. Um. You know, but we'll have a, a win a and
1: everyone will be fucking noshing him off. Well, again. in a lot of ways, so, Toby,
0: in a lot of ways, Toby, we did have a fucking win. We went to fucking Man U and won. And what did it do for the club? Nothing. Everyone expected that would chuck us into gear. We'd go on a run. People are saying next three games, win, 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 back at the top. It did nothing for the club. And that's why I keep saying there is something wrong inside the club because you're saying a win will turn the club around. A goal for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang smashes his fucking penalty in the top corner is apparently going to turn him around. How about a guy who's been frozen out of the team, told it's because he didn't fucking run enough, he didn't track back enough, he didn't do enough, given a run in Europa, done the right thing, gets his run in the Premier League, Toby, and proceeds to do the grand total of zero tracking back, exposes Hector for the entire game, and from all reports, got a fucking bollocking at halftime for it and made sure he found his way off the ground. Made sure of it. That says to me there is a systemic problem within the club. There is a systemic problem within the playing group, and this is not going to get better. What do you do at this point if you're Mikel Arteta, Toby? What do you do? Do you, do you, do you, do you drop Oba after you, you just it- dropped Laka? Do you drop Willian? You've got to drop Pepe now. Do you fucking go out next week and play fucking Reese Nelson, Martinelli back with one day's fucking training and Eddie Neketia and think you're going to go be- beat Wolves? It's rock and hard place territory, and I'm not saying in any sense get rid of Arteta because I don't think that that's – I don't think that you would gain anything It'd be from be that right now. It would be fucking retarded if anyone was – It would be a stupid that. move. But I'm also saying that management comes in a number of different layers. You know, and When you go and take over a structure – I've done it in the past in my career – if you take over a structure that's unmotivating that's not performing, the first thing you start doing is work out what you need to do underneath that to bring in the right people – but in the interim, you have to get the best out of the people that are there and that means that you have to motivate them and that means you have to prepare them to actually go out and do their jobs. By hook or by crook, you've got to get a result. And right now, we're seeing failure after failure after failure. We just got done by Aston Villa and done badly and should have been done. Let's let's be kind. Four goals should have been done. Let's be kind. Three goals to nil should have been done. We had a a
1: fucking player sent off, you donut. We were shit
0: before he got fucking sent off, Toby. I'm all for the zenness. I'm not having They were fucking...
1: They were shit. They didn't have any final third whatsoever, but fuck they ran, fuck they moved, fuck they had good combinations, and they looked like a good team. This Bielsa guy is a good manager. I know there's no crowd. And what are we?
0: And what is We were playing
1: away from home, at Ellen Road, all right. We could have nicked a point. We, we, could, we could have nicked the win if Saka had to just put his foot through it or chipped over the top. All right.
0: Now and you know what? It would have been fucking highway robbery and undeserved. You like don't don't look at the fucking result. Look at the performance. Look at the application. Are you going to defend but, the application of the players? Is that what you're going to do? The performance
1: I saw was Tierney. Fucking heroic. Bellerin, best game I've seen him play all season. I would say fucking Ceballos, absolutely cuntish, nasty performance from him. I fucking loved it, all right? The Where I have an issue, once again, is up front. Those front three are doing fucking nothing. We also had Pepe sent off. If he doesn't get sent off, then we're still in the game, all right? Football, uh, he and does sport. Get off. Football and sport are on very, very small margins and moments in time, okay? Yes, Toby, I
0: understand all of that.
1: And a loss of confidence, all right? What I'm saying is this isn't great, but what happened was everyone pulled in a shift instead of falling apart and defended their fucking ass off and threw themselves in front of the ball when we had players out with fucking Rona no symptoms, by the way, fuck off, then, you know, and then you've got players, you know, like your Lacazette stinking out the place, your Yangs, quite frankly, not working hard enough when he was put in the position that he should have been played in. You know, (coughs) you had Reese Nelson who come on and played quite well, but as soon as he played well, Pepe was sent off, so his role changed. You know, you had Willock who came on who was rusty as fuck, but actually showed some running. You had Xhaka who was slow as shit and really didn't progress because he was more of a back three. We already know that. That's no different, you know. So I, I'm, I'm just saying it's not great, but it's... Sabayas so passed the bell, the bell, the ball out of play twice and constantly turned the ball over. Yeah, good on you, stand the man. I thought he was bloody brilliant, by the way.
0: I think that you've like, are, like I'm all for like I'm often very calm with you, Toby. I'm doing stuff. I think you pulled more fucking positives out of that game than any human could physically pull positives out of that game for the sake of your own fucking sanity. Like fact, right? There wasn't that much good that happened. Hector had a decent game going forward. Got completely annihilated going back. Not his fault. KT had a good game. Saka had a good game. Reese Nelson tried really hard, did nothing, but had at least 10 times more effort of what anyone else had. Joe Willick had a shit game. He was super fucking, super fucking isolated. And we're going to have Mm. a chat about that because I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater there. But Mm. I just, there comes a point where like positivity is fantastic and looking for good things is fantastic. But I'm looking at this football club, Toby, and I'm thinking, we're going to get eighth again. That's what I'm thinking right now because. That's all we. I don't understand. That's all we. got I, for. No, we got I know. For. Then stop saying. being so fucking positive about it. Because there's
1: no point being negative, about being negative Because there's no point being positive. We're no different from how we were with Emery or Lundberg. No well, different.
0: We we're a worse. T- we're a worse team than we were. No, we're about the same. Him. We're a good. Here's an team, interesting team. question for you, Toby. Let's change gears for okay. a second. Let's change gears for a second yeah. because apparently today you and I are just going to fucking yell at each other. The entire fucking good. day. This is good. I but don't know how
1: it'll normal. go as a podcast, but this is good. I
0: assume time. it'll go quite well. I mean, Tez has said here he's enjoying himself. He's going to go get a beer and watch his spa. He's called you the new Darren. Darren, who I do the clock and talk with, just basically says the fucking opposite of what I say to cause an argument. Love you, Darren. I do love Darren.
1: Um, I've got a bit of a man crush on Darren. I have. To
0: I do, I do. He's got He's got yeah. such beautiful pearly white teeth he as is, well. His it's really silky enticing voice. when you talk silky to him. silky voice. He, he, does, well, he yeah. does. He does. He's much better than Tez. Much better than Tez. He should really, Tez should really pack it in. He's a cunt. I love you too, Tez. Um, Quick shout out to the guys in the chat. So we've got Manny in the chat. We've got Teza from the Clock End Talk podcast. I do the Thursday Night Live, uh, which is one of their Patreon shows now. Uh, Go give them a follow. We've got Den, the the Ruthless Gooner in there. Great channel, if you like, following very tactical breakdowns of everything that's happening. We've got Big Steve. Big Steve was on with us. Uh, On Scunny Mike's Friday show We've got Manny coming in and calling me a cunt Making fun of my moustache Which I don't have anymore uh, And saying fuck people's motivation We already had that argument today Manny uh, We've got Stan the Man from almost every podcast In the podcast realm He is the true podcast whore And we've got the one and only Fergus Keating From Guns and Yellow Ribbons I'm going to be on with them on Wednesday morning Melbourne time Lots of people in the room uh, more than we usually get, Toby. We're fucking popular at the moment. Um, Don't fucking changing know gears, why. Toby. Changing a couple of gears because we've, sure. we've got to come back and we've got to talk about some more negative stuff later on. So cool. I'm sure you're going to say that it's all very good and very peachy and much more yoga stuff. Um, but something that I really kind of wanted to rip into and talk about and, and, and get an idea of kind of how you were feeling about it um, was. The fact that Gabrielle and Holding, I know that you said that you thought Holding had some poor passes and Gabby had some poor passes. I thought that was movement-related as well. I thought they didn't have channels to pass into. Um, very good defensive am, display,
1: though. If
0: I am going to take some something out of this game, Leno was very good. I thought Hector Bellerin, when he wasn't fucking exposed by Pepe in every possible way, was very good and very good going forward, played some beautiful passes. Uh, holding was an absolute rock. He only got done once by uh, Bamford, and that's because he actually slipped. It was for the Bamford header. Holding went to get up, and his back foot slipped out. Commentator said he, he got caught under the ball, but he didn't. Uh, Gabby had another very good game. He cleared one off the line with his dick, which clearly hurt. Um, he walked around rubbing it for quite a while. And Kieran Tierney put in a manful performance. Um, yeah. Very strange for so many of the players who we thought were so good, Uh, to be getting either positive points or lauded in this podcast, Toby, when we conceded, I think it was in the second half, 12. uh, I think it was six shots on target, 12 shots overall in the second half. And definitely sort of bringing it back and concentrating, kind of uh, uh, centralizing it and concentrating on the fact that we seem to have developed a central defensive partnership That I think is going to hold up to a two at the back of the moment in holding in Gabriel. And just wanted to get your thoughts on their performances and whether that's a a, a great block for us to at least. You'll make me go positive
1: again, which is against your narrative. No, well, it's the only positive.
0: You clearly don't want to be fucking negative today. So stay in your court. I'll go
1: negative, but further up the pitch. So, what I was thinking today is when was the last time we had two tall central defenders? You know, and both. You know, Holding might not be, you know, he he might not have um, a lot of, um, you know, he's not the biggest bloke in the world in terms of his physique, but he's certainly tall, you know, and we had two very tall central defenders, very comfortable under the ball, very good at clearing, you know. I know they had some misplaced passes, but they're, you know, they're not bad playing out from the back, but just two quality central defenders who enjoy defending first instead of sliding in or being error pro- prone or trying to defend on the front foot all the time mm. they just don't let the they don't let the attacking opposition pass them and I'm starting to and I'm not going too far on the uh, lovey dovey stuff but oh, no, they we don't do that but they're not <laughs> letting players through anymore. You know, and I, I'm enjoying holding and I'm enjoying the holding-Gabrielle combination. I can see fruits of that, you know, um, for the future. And and as Louise gets phased out potentially because we can't always afford to play an extra centre-back just because they're good at distributing. Um, and then the fact that Tierney was in his rightful position, I thought that was some of the most tenacious run-on-one running both Tini's in best, an attacking Tini's and a best performance center.
0: of the season the I mean? motor Tini.
1: on that motherfucker yeah. just purely did you see my desire. comment in our
0: three two ones when i gave him the plus two i said teeny is a million like mm. Mm. effort level a million never stops yeah fucking yeah. smashes everyone wants to fight everyone yeah leads the team yeah, uh, he's
1: literally everything I love about football. And, and everything can I
0: say again, when Saka came on, again, I'm going to say it, the best combination down the left-hand side is Saka and Tierney. They work mm-hmm. like fucking diamonds. I don't know whether that's going to end up being Saka on the left of a midfield three or Saka on the left of a front three, but that's yeah. the next fucking 10 years at Arsenal. That's a little the next bit big ticket at Arsenal.
1: A little bit tangent, but Saka's better driving from deep. And that's why I've seen him as a, a left back or a wing back before. He's probably less clinical. And that <laughs> might really, be
0: really good, really good comment, by the way, from Ruthless. <laughs> Mourinho Us yeah, that... plus Arteta Park Straight. He did have eight across the back yeah. again, Then that, That's
1: fair enough, Ruthless. Um <laughs> yeah, defend first is definitely our um pirate and then you don't really have a lot of creativity with anyone who can create something from nothing so you know pepe is technically very good but i'm i'm just going to say it he's a weak little bitch he can't handle the premiership he needs to well, put on some size willian since, let, since, let, since, let me finish let me finish willian is a fuzzy head, fuck who's fucked and shouldn't be anywhere near the team and we're having sloppy seconds from Chelsea again and apparently it was arteta that pushed for him in the first place, massive fucking mistake, massive wages, just fuck off. I don't care anymore. If we're going to play this defensive, all right, and be this positionally conservative because we defend first, we need to have some spark up in that front three. So uh, horses, anyway.
0: Horses for courses for me again, Toby, there are going to be games where I think you do play three centre-backs. There are going to be games where I think you do play Willian, where you aren't looking for structure instead of chaos. Um, I actually thought Willian tried to play chaos for a bit today and immediately was blowing out of his ass. I actually think he emptied his tank in about 30 minutes. I think he, he tried to do the opposite of what he does, boned himself, then he was blowing out of his fucking asshole. Um,
1: well, blame but- management because, you know, like he did okay at Chelsea last year. I actually thought he had... I, yeah, think okay I
0: against- someone on Twitter who was saying, mm. when you guys signed Ann, I laughed my fucking ass off because he said Twitter, he said, not Twitter fans, Chelsea fans knew he was done. His stats mm. are padded from last season because he got bought in. He was playing smaller minutes and he got bought in and he did stuff when he came in. He was taking all of their free kicks. So his goals, his goal is like assist numbers and stuff like that was Mm. all padded, but he said he knew they were cooked. I don't know.
1: There was one game, I I think my memory may escape me um, or have escaped me rather, but there was one game, I think it was against City, where he absolutely dominated last season. And I thought this, you know. know
0: Players can do that for a game. Mm. I even question the fact that we fucking played him every single game since we started him that surely the, the game plan would have been if you're going to go get a guy like that, I want to look to the bench and say, okay, Saka's played 60 minutes. He's blowing out of his ass. Mm. I've got this guy who's got all mm. this fucking experience who's going to come on and see out the game. Mm. Not the fucking other way around. I know. Not well, well see the I, I, I mean, run, And then you bring on Saka to be the cool head. I'll join, I'll, I'll join the, the
1: hearsay and conjecture brigade. You know, he must have a photo of Arteta like noshing off. Pep Guardiola or something because there's a reason that he's starting every fucking game. I wouldn't
0: want a blowjob from Mikel Arteta. His beard looks spiky and like it wouldn't be enjoyable. There are lots of men I'd get my dick sucked from, like David Beckham. I think he'd suck a good... I'm not saying I'm like that I want to go get my dick No, no, no. You were dick. a bit if positive
1: was, like, with that. You know, you were a bit positive
0: with that. If I was, if- like, gun to my head and someone was like, a man okay. has to suck your dick. Right. Like,
1: well, that's, that's better. That's better because I'm you were actually talking very positively with a grin on your face about which men you would like to suck your dick rather than oh, well, I love, I, if I, you I had.
0: Anyway. It. Anyway, moving yeah, yeah. on. Just don't um, let him talk first. Yeah, moving yeah. on. Um so a couple of things I wanted to talk about um, and a couple of things that I'm getting really confused with. So it got put up to me. Your in sexuality? T- yeah, obviously. I've taken the Ryan Reigns. Well, I've had a haircut and I've had a shave, Toby. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling. Oh, looking 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 Rosy-cheeked as well. I've also lost six kilos in three weeks just from going back to work. So being yeah, well, sat on the couch for seven brilliant. months and going back to work. So straight off me. I'm feeling okay. Um, couple. Of, so it got put up on Twitter to me the other day. Someone posted up and tagged me in it because it's something I had said a couple of weeks ago. And they tagged me in the game against uh, Chelsea where Martinelli goes and scores his, his goal. Um, and it showed this amazing pressing performance from Arsenal, this amazing pressing performance where everyone was pressing from the front. The team were pressing high. They were winning the ball back. They were pressing high at the front absorbing through the middle, breaking down through the middle, and then passing through channels over the top and running. And I'm just wondering where the fuck has the pressing gone out of Arsenal because it's the note that I wrote down the most. We didn't press filler. We haven't pressed leads. Everyone's standing off the ball. We're running backwards towards our goal as fast as we can. I listened to a stat today. Arsenal have made the least amount of successful tackles in the Premier League. Leeds well, that shows you of back off, yeah. In the Premier League. Why mm. the fuck are we backpedalling? And Den said it from ruthless Guna. He said park the train and he's not wrong because there are so many pictures of us being seven at the back, eight at the back, mm. right, going deep into a box. And we did it against Villa without 10 men. So you can't say it's a 10-men reaction because we did it empty the midfield giving up these massive areas for these deep crosses to come in and for people to get at us. And I'm just wondering Toby. Arteta came from City, right? Where City pressed the fucking shit out of everyone and rotationally fouled. Right? Those are the main things I think about when I think about City. Obviously they have, you know, the yeah. star power when they get their opportunities, they smash and It annoys
1: the fuck out of me rotational yeah. fouling, but absolutely. It annoys it annoys me because it's effective.
0: But you've got this Arsenal team now who have no press. And, and I'm just – again, you know, I'm, I am i don't know the answers. I'm actually not making statements here because as an Arsenal fan and as like – I guess, you know, we, we, we're pseudo-pundits, Toby. We, we go online and we talk about football. You know, you and I often try and work things out and work out how and why and certain things happening. Where the fuck is the press? Why aren't we pressing? Why are we running back towards our goal? Why are we the team in the league? This is my question. I'll actually finally wrap up the question for you, Toby. Why are we the team in the league? I want to talk about three stats. Least amount of goals in the league. Least amount of shots in the league. The 15th least amount of meters progressed forward per second in the league. And the least amount of tackles in the league.
1: I have no fucking idea because... What is the game plan? Well, it has to be, it absolutely has to be, don't concede first and score second. There's, but there, there was a game that we pressed, but I think that they were coached so poorly in that game and set up in a way that it suited us. And that was the Man U game. The other thing, the other thing I wonder,
0: Manu we- never challenged us physically. That, that game's a write off for me. Don't even take that as a marker. They never no. challenged us physically in any part of the game. Mm. Mm. They just let us run the fuck straight through them. They, they were fucked. And we didn't create anything in that game either. There's this whole fallacy about that Manchester United game. All we did, the Manchester Arsenal game, was like two negative batteries, or was it a negative and a positive.
1: Negative ends of the battery.
0: Yeah, but they didn't together. oppose each other. They like they became... What the
1: fuck are you on about? Two negatives don't mix.
0: Push away, yeah. Except I'm, I don't think that's what I'm trying to say. I'm saying in the Arsenal Man U game, they almost like we were both not good and we met in the middle. And we actually, the two teams yeah. nullified each other. We didn't dominate them. They didn't dominate us. We got a penalty. Everything yeah. got nullified in the middle. So I don't know whether that's negative, yeah. negative, or negative, positive. This beer is 8.5%, by the way. Mm. Negative, negative, positive, positive. I don't know which one it was, but I'm just yeah. saying it's a fucking... So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So negative, nev- negative. Two dicks and no chicks end up in some serious shit. Like, it just doesn't... They just don't go together.
0: Two dicks and no chicks, bro. <laughs> um, zero, none, none even. Oi, corona. Um... Uh, Toby, other notes that I have, uh, and, we, and we're going to rattle through a couple because we're, we're not doing anything. We're just having beers, so we've got nowhere, nowhere else to be for a little while. Um, Joe Willick, Toby. Um, so people call for him in the team. His Your roper form would lead you to believe that he was ready to step up into the team. Again, he offers something that none of our midfielders offer. Very happy to see him in the team. Wasn't a fantastic performance from him. He looked a bit lost. I just want you to know, agree or disagree, I put up a tweet saying you need to give Joe five games in that position so that he can work out and understand and build the confidence and know he belongs at that level before you can start throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Mm. I, w- I
1: wouldn't say five games. I think I, I think with the amount of money and the amount of pressure that's in the Premier League, you don't have that much time to try shit out. Um and he had a lot of game time under em- Emery and under Lundberg and maybe Arteta at the start as well. Um, but I just thought that he did, he played about his level. He was quite good. He ran really fucking hard. He was a bit of a nuisance and it just didn't come off. Very you
0: know, hard. And, and, very hard to knock off the ball. You know, one and, and,
1: know and sometimes, sometimes you just got to wear that you know and another game or two i wouldn't say 5 games but another game or two um and we certainly need an attacking element from um from midfield because we we really don't have it we really don't have it you know well when el nene comes back in you know he, he's a pass and move a tiki-taka type of player um Partey seems to be a little bit better. Maybe he can get his foot through a few things, be a bit box to box, but I certainly wouldn't imagine him being an Aaron Ramsey or Frank Lamp arri- arriving late, putting his foot through the end of things. The one good thing about Joe Willock or um, Joel Wickett, as my five-year-old, <laughs> son, would, five-year-old son would say, um, is that he's, he's got a desire to score you know, and he doesn't have the best finishing in the world, but he, he's there or thereabouts, you know. He's um, got to what, know
0: that he belongs at this level. That's the thing with Joe. I think he's got to know. He's now, got to
1: make it happen.
0: All of them no, have got he, to make yeah, it happen. Yeah, he for he the, got that opportunity last year. He didn't take it. He's gone back into the Europa team, performed yeah. to a really high level. I mean, really high yeah. level where I was like, I fucking love this kid. I'm ready for this kid to come back into the team. People don't realize he's over six foot one. He's a big boy. Yep. He's a big popper. He runs fast, yep. tracks back. He tackles hard. Uh, again, it's another player where it's between the ears with him. And for me, it's not about Joe Willock having it between the, I assume you're taking a piss and that's why you've turned your thing off. You I am taking blade? a piss and then I'll, because I'll you have the smallest fucking bladder of anyone I've ever met. You drink one beer and piss three. You're fucked.
1: It's a ping pong motherfucker, but I am on my is, fourth beer. So
0: it is. Okay. Anyway, um, I, I just feel with Joe Willick, Toby, that there's no point or, or that you can't just go and say on this one performance, I'm not going to play him. I know he didn't do it last year. I know he got given opportunities last year. And I know in a way people think that he's found his level and that he's found his level at that, that I guess, you know, the Hale end boys as Ryan would call them, you know, playing Europa League and having a good time. But it's like I say about the rest of my life, Toby, if, You haven't done it. If you don't do it, then you can't say you've done it. Then you can't know that you've failed it, right? you got to do shit to know shit. Like, don't make a comment about sticking pingers up your ass unless you put pingers up your ass, right? You need to know shit. You need to do shit to know that that's, that's the thing that needs to happen, right? Or that that's good or that that's bad. And for me, if we don't now give Joe a massive run in the team, a good, decent run in the team. If we bring him back in and then we cast him out again, you might as well say goodbye to that kid. I don't think you can keep bringing him in and putting him out and bringing him in and putting him out and bringing him and putting him out. He needs to be in now. He needs to be in for a run of games. He needs to be protected. He needs to be picked and he needs to be told. It's almost like having your balls rubbed, Toby. He needs to be told you're good for this level. You can play at this level. And that's just my thing. I saw a lot of people saying it was a bad performance. And I was like, yeah, but the, the pressure that the kid must be feeling, you know, coming into the first team again, and the pressure that he must be feeling knowing that he didn't do it last year when he got given like quite a lot of opportunities.
1: Well, it, it's funny because once again, because the experienced players aren't doing their job in terms of motivating and leading the team, We are starting to put all this pressure on. So instead of just playing football and playing on instincts and enjoying and playing at what these players are good at, they're tasked with coming in and changing the entire complexion of the team. So everyone's saying, you know, you don't have an an attacking midfielder. You've got no one who's truly connecting the front three and the midfield. So you bring in this young kid who's kind of been in and out, who's done it a little bit in Europa League and in preseason games, and he's the one that's tasked with with changing our um, our trajectory. So whereas you've got a player like Abamyang who looked, quite frankly, disinterested in the first half, um, who had no desire to hold up the ball. And I really think maybe this is why so many managers have seen that and understand that, that to play the number nine in the premiership these days is quite a thankless task. And he, quite frankly, doesn't
0: have the minerals for it. So if Can we're playing on his the... you see his touch map? So his touch map was he touched the ball twice on the left, three times on the right, three times kind of in between the centre circle and the goal. Mm. and once inside the goal. That that was his first half mm. touchback. Mm. Now, that would say to me that you've got someone who's still – his touches were still wide. He was still – trying, even though he was playing centrally, was still, he was still yeah, trying yeah. to be try wide, yeah. you know, yeah. which which is just wild to me. Like, so I've, I've, I think I was listening to uh, Burkamp Wonderland. I was at the driving range today, and I was listening to Burkamp Wonderland, and they were talking about the fact that, Surely if you're going to play over, you want to play him off the shoulder of defenders because he's not big enough to compete with them dropping deep. He's never going to win you a ball. He's never going to hold up a ball. He's not an amazing passer of the ball. He's not a bad crosser of the ball, but he's not an amazing passer of the ball. So he's going to drop deep and release a winger mm. into space with a through ball. And when you look back at his Dortmund days, his goals were off the shoulder of defenders, making late runs. Like counter almost, attack. Yeah, or, or which we will... were
1: playing last season, but we're not countering attacking because we're not is,
0: turn, back, we're I not turning over. We're not we're back not transitioning. To to Stop Toby. Yeah. I, uh, there is a moment that is going to come with Mikel Arteta and I I've, I've really been reticent to dig into it because it's so spiny at the moment, so spiny about people being like, because apparently if you say I don't like something he's doing or I think he's failing at a certain level, you're, you're Mikkel out, right? But also I call it toxic Mikel positivity. That's, But that's just the, the, the culture
1: of society. Scunny calls it 50-50. I call it the polarising nature, the absolute fight to the death, the pro and anti, the black and white, the entire crux of society now is having an opinion and having no grey area and fighting to the death on everything, and that's why all these dickheads fight and fight and comment and
0: fight and try and. Well, we, be there. Toby, we there. We produce. We produce content. I'll go on the Ask Bros Extreme with Manny tomorrow, and mm. and we'll get ripped in because it's cathartic for us. We're Ask fans. We invest a lot. We invest our money. We invest our time. We invest a lot of emotion. I don't know about you, but it upsets me for you know a, a lot of the day when I'm I'm walking around. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, we nearly got done by Leeds 4-0. I was at the driving range, and the guy in the bay next to me was laughing his ass off about Arsenal today. He was theming his mate. We're playing. We're, we're, we're knocking balls around the driving range. Like, did you fucking see Arsenal? How fucking bad are Arsenal? And I was like, fuck. And there's a thing. I think there's a... Um, a, a, a little bit of like embarrassment for Arsenal fans at the moment. I think that's, that's building up. Um, I just put this quote up just incidentally. Uh, again, it's from Den who's listening in today uh, from Ruthless Gooner TV uh, talking about how how o- Aubameyang starting to piss him off not putting in a shift. Um, I-, I think that we've covered that and that we've spoken about not putting in a shift. What I want to do is I wanted to take that comment, Toby, and I wanted to throw it over to you and say you and I for a long time have spoken about that we don't like strikers as captains, do you think the weight? I didn't even like Henri as a captain. Yeah, I've said that before. I didn't like RVP as a captain. And um, do you think that the you know people talk about the weight of the 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 wage bill, right? The weight of the contract. It's being like an big-
1: opening batsman in cricket being the captain yeah. of the team. You know, of
0: that, I mean, I don't know if you remember, like, uh, so Michael Atherton was a fantastic batsman, got made England captain, scored no runs. Michael Nasser. Vaughan, fantastic batsman. Got yep. made captain, scored no runs. Triscothic, got made captain, scored no runs. Strauss, got made captain, scored no runs. Hick, got made captain, scored no fucking runs. And and Nasser
1: think- as well. You missed him.
0: And Nasser. Thank you. We've, well, we've gone yep. through the last 20 years of English cricket, Toby, just to prove that we're <laughs> English cricket nuts. Yeah. But yeah. do you think that uh, taking the captain's armband off obamiang may actually be the, the release valve that he might need now. Is fuck, it one, yeah. Two, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. He's, with, he's with the weight of being the golden yeah. boot winner last year.
1: For sure, for sure. I, I don't think he is a bad egg by any stretch. I just think that he he's a good time guy and I think you need some serious grab by the scruff, scruff of the neck type of captains. And I, I know we're not going to have a Tony Adams or a Patrick Vieira anytime soon, but I think we really need to. Um, we really need to think about who's leading us, and and for a long time we had we had players who are our captains that didn't even play, and that pissed me off. Like your Thomas for Marlins, and there, there's other examples as well. And I
0: hate goalkeepers, goalkeepers and strikers as captains. I detest.
1: I don't, I don't mind a goalkeeper as much because they're pretty dominant personalities at large. just
0: put up a comment, Toby. Would you give the captain? I'm not saying,
1: please? I'm and not Jack. saying, I'm not saying Xhaka, but I would actually so, say, out of all of these fuckwits at that club, he's the only one with captain um, I would tendencies, the G- or you know.
0: Toby, I did- even like it when they put the armband on him when over came out. So Xhaka, for me is is maybe not done as a player. He's not my favourite player. I think he can do a job in a certain situation. I wouldn't put the captain's armband back on him. But Toby, the question remains. Yeah. For a great yep. deal of us, we did a podcast about this last season, and I think mm. for about three of the six Ars brothers, we all said Hector Bellerin. All of us said Hector Hector Bellerin.
1: Yeah, but but I then most of the Ars brothers have, have wanted Hector Bellerin out. No, I know. I'm I'm not
0: not saying it would be Hector again. I I think that there are maybe, if I was to go with a player off the field and give him the captaincy, an off-the-field player, being, again, you know, like Mertesacker was captain and not playing, Arteta was captain not playing, for me it would be David Luiz because everything we know about him is he's a very important structural point he looks after the players. He gets the young kids over for dinner. He gets them settled in their houses. He's meant to be this very, very, like, gluey Pot- person. Pot-
1: potentially, potentially. I I think in response to that previous question, no, we wouldn't go back to Xhaka as captain, even though he is the pseudo-captain at the club. I think we need to start nurturing or... Training someone up, yeah. Well, look, I would say Tierney is the only one who shows captain tendencies. He's not, he's no, but he's not fed with a silver spoon. He looks like there's a bit of a cunt about him. He, you know, like he shows it consistently on the pitch. Now, why not give him like a vice captaincy role and put in like a three to five year plan for him? So you know you've got players like that that are consistently showing that level of um, performance and desire who aren't letting us down on the big moments coming back to Xhaka, he displays the leadership qualities but he but he's too he comes up with too many errors on the pitch to drag the other 10 players by the scruff of the neck and say follow me
0: so what do you think about holding I love a centre-back as captain.
1: I, he would I need, We, we he don't, don't know if this, he's good enough he yet.
0: He need this season to solidify himself. Yeah. But if he yeah. plays the vast majority of this season and him and Gabby form a fantastic partnership, I know everyone still talks about Saliba and we haven't seen him and his mum died and... He was homesick and he's a young man and Arteta might not fancy him and all of this stuff. There's I, a
1: reason I mean, he's not playing is all I, I'm going to I say. I agree
0: with you, Toby. That's yeah. why we haven't touched on it yeah. at the Ars Brothers yeah. because we, we try and avoid the very low-hanging fruit. Um, but I do think that Rob Holding would be someone who we could maybe give the captain's armband to. Well,
1: another I one of the coming. vice captains for sure. Well, I guess and that, and I you guess, train them, you train them up.
0: Well, Toby, let's do what we always do and go back to rugby league. Leadership group.
1: Well, that's what Emery did. Five captains.
0: It's in our leadership group. I'm not talking about five captains. I'm talking about leadership groups. What's the I'm difference? About, well, no. Five captains, <laughs> was five captains. Because it was called Five Captains.
1: Well, right? what's, what's it,
0: the difference it, with a leadership group? No, now you're just fucking picking pennies out of a picking hole. A cake. I don't know yeah. if that's actually the same, but I've, that beer was 8.5%. Um, anyway. Moving on now that I've made you're doing, captain, you're doing a Ryan
1: now you'll be like man oh
0: Nene when Nene comes back I make him captain uh, Thomas Party could be an option obviously not now but by the end of the season Thomas Party could be a cap, uh, an option as well I don't know enough about Real Madrid but I definitely do think Toby I think the crux of what we're at, uh, it, the crux of what we're getting at mm. is that maybe like English opening batsmen having that much weight and having the weight of being the captain on top of Aubameyang, who is a good-time guy. I've been a good-time guy, Toby. You're a good-time guy. When you and I get together, we, like, scissor into an animal good-time guy and end up consuming all of the drugs. But
1: I'm not sure... Except we don't have vaginas, and that's why you would scissor. But, you know, Yeah. yeah. But we I'm just combine. I, I would say we're more like uh like a superhero or like a Power Ranger or something like yeah, that in terms I'm of fucked getting fucked up. And, fucked. and then yeah. if you Captain Planet, if you let your getting fucked up powers combine, then we make Captain Planet and we, we go yeah. for days.
0: So, hey, I'm saying if you've got a little bit of me and you got a little bit of you, you've got a great leader. But individually, <laughs> you probably <laughs> don't have a great leader.
1: Both shit cunts, yeah.
0: Yeah, both shit guns, but different things for – different horses for different courses. Now we're just doing this for fun because I'm half-cut and we're talking shit, so we're just going to keep going. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, Me too. Where am I up to? Toby, last one. Last one we're going to do before we sign off. Um, Okay. Pepe's career at Arsenal is over. Uh, He hasn't applied himself to – the team the way we expected it to. Um, He has been chinned by Arteta. And I got the feeling that he wanted to be anywhere but on the pitch in that second half. I got the feeling he got fucking bollocked by Arteta for not doing his job and thought it's cold, it's wet. We used to talk about players who didn't fancy it on wet Wednesdays at Stoke. And I really feel like that is exactly what Pepe wanted. He wanted a nice, warm early shower, and he fucking made sure that he got it. Uh, thoughts, yeah. Way back for no. Nah,
1: look, I, I don't know about that. He could have been chinned, and he would have been like, I'm going to fuck this cunt up. This guy has been niggling me all day. I'm going to show some fight back. You don't and- fucking head
0: Toby in the modern game, regardless whether it's soft or not. Well, you don't just- face to another person's face. It's not 1970s, 80s, even 90s. It's fucking 2020, and if you breathe on a bloke, you're mm. getting fucking sent off.
1: Yeah, look, fair enough. And, and look, I negative three-team for it, so there, there's no excuse in that way. But when we consistently talk about our players being a pack of fucking pussies that don't take on the one-on-ones and then we shit on them when they do take on the one-on-ones and fire up then maybe we are the hypocrites. So what I come back to with, with Pepe and why I don't want to dismiss him or say that's, that's his um, Arsenal career done is he's a young player and he really fucked up. Like, he really fucked up. But how many times did, like, a Patrick Vieira fuck up? He was consistently sent off. So the, the sp- or, or, or a spiky little cunt like Ceballos who's on the edge of getting sent off a few times in this game. And and I really enjoyed that, by the way. He will learn from that and reflective practice in any, if you want to get into that like management side of things, reflective practice would mean that he would learn from that. So rather than cut a line through him, we paid fucking 72 million pounds for him. That's not his fault. You know, he now has to go let me finish. He now has to come away and fucking earn his place back into that team, or he doesn't.
0: But how many
1: he times, but but he doesn't get times, sold Toby? he doesn't get sold tomorrow because he got sent off. The world doesn't work like that.
0: I'm not talking about him getting sold tomorrow, but I'm talking about him getting sat on his fucking ass for a period of time, Toby. Toby well he will my, he will. He'll, he'll, be, chinned. he'll be, be chinned. He'll be chinned. You know my background, you know my career, you know the the things that I've done, and the way that I've operated. And I've worked in industries where you have to motivate people, you have to chin people, you have to bring people in and you have to touch their balls, you have to make sure that you've got a team of people who are all pulling in a certain direction, preferably all pulling in one direction, but everyone needs different levers pulled. I'm wondering how many different levers you can pull with Pepe. Because I feel like the first level was like, play him. Play him and back him. And he did nothing. Then the next level was like, pull him out the team and get him playing in the Europa League and get him scoring. Check. Then the next thing was, you're in the team. Can you imagine that Mikel sat down with him before the game and said anything but, but Nico, this is what I need from you. A manager like Arteta who's screaming so much on the sidelines you'd almost expect him to go out there and double-foot someone just for the sake of it, right, from the sideline, from the coach's box, do you really think that he would have said to him anything other than "Nico, go out, work hard, show me what you've got and make a difference? Hmm. And he went out and he did fuck all before he got sent off. Absolutely fuck all. And I'm not even talking from an attacking perspective because he is a moments player and I understand that. A moments player. He might try to once-overs fall over the ball. He might try to take someone on and fall over the ball. He even had a couple of opportunities where he tried to curl one in in this particular game and came close. But the one thing that you would be saying to that guy, what I need you to do, I don't care if you make a tackle, you just have to come back. And to see heat maps of him with Hector not getting double teamed but getting triple teamed with Xhaka pulled into a centre-back role. That's going to hurt getting mid. triple teamed. So on the other side of the pitch, Xhaka pulled into a back six, and mm. Pepe standing in the fucking penalty box, sitting mm. there looking. These are the same things that we killed Ozil for. Mm. These are the same things that we killed oh, countless other fucking players that we've had over the years for. Yep. You know, the thing yep. I look at, the thing I'm asking, I'm not saying, you know, do you dump him out the team? Do you sell him? For me, if you can get 40 million pound for him or 50 million pound for him, you get him. You you get it done because I don't think he's shown enough. He's had nearly two full seasons now. Sorry, he's had a whole season and he's had part of this season now. I wonder what other levers can you pull down on this guy, Toby? What other things can you do? Chinning, dropped, in the team, played to death, put in the Europa squad. What else does Mikel Arteta have?
1: No, and, and, and um, I'm going to say for once, that's a very good point because you're correct on all of those things. For for me, I keep coming back to the fact that he wasn't a very good signing. He isn't a Premier League type of player. He certainly wasn't worth £72 million. And at Lille, from everything that I've heard, he had very low responsibility in terms of, work rate and defensive um, positioning and solidarity so if we if we have bought a player that was completely unsuitable to the way we want to play then it ain't ever going to work and then you put the 72 million pound price tag on it and it makes it even worse so i think in the modern context in 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 the premier league you've got your wide forwards have to be industrious, ruthless, creative, and then also quite clinical as well. So if you use your your peak wide forwards as an example, you look at Mane and Salah, they they have a huge element of cunt to them. Like they compete for every Mm. millimetre, every scrap of grass. Um, They don't let players pass them. They tackle hard. They run in behind and they score at least one in three you know i have no stats to back that up but they're they're very clinical whereas pepe was never suited to the way we need to play big steve and yes toby he had no pressure and total freedom at leal hasn't got the mentality to change that and works his bollocks off yeah exactly exactly so he hasn't got the mentality.
0: Mario Balotelli, to me, it's got nothing to do with talent. It's all got to do with the bit between the ears. And I thought that his—I know that he always came off as quite a humble player because he didn't—he didn't have the big outburst when he scored goals. But that face when he got sent off—that—that that fucked me up, Toby. Like the way he mm. walked off, the way he walked off the pitch. He didn't put his head in his hands. He had like one touch, and it was like. What do you want me to do about it? Yeah, I so mean... That, here's a that's, here's a here's that's a question our, for that's you. Europa League came on Thursday. Does he play? Or does he get fucking chinned and put on what the do bench? You mean? How okay, can Pepe, Pepe play?
1: play? He's, he's, he's got a suspension. in the fucking
0: Europa League. He's not...
1: doesn't banned. matter. It's three. So he, you can accumulate them. It's not no, just bollocks. Premier League. It's
0: Bullocks. not just it's Premier League. league. Have I oh, up? All right,
1: well, I'd have to check that. I'd have to check that. I think you can accumulate them across the Cups.
0: I thought you could accumul- accumulate them across FA Cups and League Cups because well, it was an FA ban.
1: Yeah, well, maybe it's domestic then, so potentially. Someone in the um, comments,
0: let me know, can Pepe play or not? Drop yeah. it in the comments. There's a few of you I, in there. That's, that's a difficult Regardless, one, actually. Toby, let's just change up yeah. the question. If he is available... Does Mikel chin him or does he say, you're now a Europa player? Go almost, what you-
1: almost, yes. You see, you would almost play the double bluff of management and you would put him in and you would say, if you don't do exactly what I want, this is your opportunity now to Premier League and FA Cup. Okay. All right. Thanks, Big Steve. So it, it's, it's domestic ban. I would actually go the other way and play the double bluff. Instead of punishing him when he's already punished, I would say this is your opportunity to prove everyone wrong. Go and have Mm -hmm. the game of your life. Because if you oust a player and you have that much vested in them in terms of their their youth, their uh, ceiling, you know, all of the above, then... It's a detriment to your team and your own decision making if you ostracize them even further because it's going to be a longer path back to, totally, to redemption. I
0: don't, hate it. I don't hate what you're saying. Yep. You've got him yep. until the end of the season. You're not going to be able to sell him for fuck all if you force him. More than the end
1: of the season. Him, but
0: yeah, yeah. Yep. It's not like Genduzi. People were talking down on Twitter about it being like Genduzi. I'm like, Genduzi costs like 7 million fucking pounds.
1: Yeah, this guy he, he, to, he was a low-risk decision. Yeah, yeah. this is you a high-risk decision.
0: You've got to get that guy playing and someone mm. needs to fucking actually want to buy him. And if we mm. can recoup £40 million of that, £50 million of that, and he can fuck off somewhere else, I've got no mm. problem with him fucking off if he ends yeah. up being completely unsuited to the Premier League and, for that matter, completely unsuited to Arteta. Don't forget, he wasn't Unai's choice. Unai's choice was Zaha who was big, powerful, strong, dominant, Premier League proven, and the same yeah. fucking price. Yeah. But let's not Every, ev-
1: everything that I would want. I would give my left bollock for Zaha. And I know what he's, he's touching 28, 29 now, and you don't have the longevity. But it's it, he would be everything that I would want in this Arsenal team right now because he can create from nothing. He's got... An incredible explosive power burst of pace, which means if we're playing on a low tempo, he could do something, counter attack, finishing, all of the above. I would, um, I'd, ha- I'd have him in a heartbeat.
0: Ah, uh, all right, guys. Well, Toby and I, we spent the first half an hour picking with each other. We spent the next it was fun, kind of agreeing with each other. But this is what we do. This is the Ask Bros yep. Rankcast. Uh, yep. There are. Three shows on the Ars Bros rank card. So you have the Ars Bros OG, which you guys have just listened to. That's me and Toby, the original Ars Brothers. Uh, the Wednesday Extreme you have with Manny Riz, who's a regular with Dan Potts on the same old Arsenal tactics show. Uh, he'll be doing his Ars Bros Extreme Wednesday morning Australia time, Tuesday morning UK time. I'm going to be on that one as well, and we're really going to fucking rip in. Uh, then you have the amazing Scunny Mike with the Friday ass, uh with his two regular guests, Corey and Jerome. They'll be running through a little bit of preview, a little bit of looking back at the rest of the show. Um, make Guys, click the like button, hit the sub button, and if you love what we do, don't forget to ding the bell. Ding the bell real nice. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. We've definitely enjoyed it. We're half cut. Um, and we will catch you on the next Ass Bros OG, which will be Toby post wolves then after that post fucking spuds couple of big weeks out there. Uh, so from today, like three inches of fucking rain in what was sunny, sunny Melbourne and all across the world. Thank you so much for joining us. Toby, you're a piece of shit. I'll, uh, I'll catch you probably after I end the, the broadcast and we have another beer.
1: That's right. And awesome. you're a piece of shit too. And I accept everything that you say. Thank you. I Goodbye, that. everyone. And eat good night.
0: <laughs>